Hello, everyone. Welcome to Grub for Thought with Grubbable. Um, today, we're meeting with Jacob from Small Batch Detroit. Um, we also have Sahana here as well from Grubbable, and myself, I am Rachel. Um, so today, we're just going to kind of go over what Small Batch is and what it represents. So to start it off, Jacob, if you could let us know, just kind of give us a little background of what Small Batch is and how it came to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I uh, can't even start talking about Small Batch till we talk about uh, our nonprofit that we're housed under. So uh, Detroit Food Academy is who I uh, <clears throat> work for uh, mainly, and we are a nonprofit. We do culinary leadership and entrepreneurship programming at high schools in the city. Um, we're in anywhere between six to ten schools in a given year. Um, we go in as an after-school program, bring our own kitchens, um, and then through culinary arts and through um, learning different recipes and things, the kids really um, are able to learn some cool business and entrepreneurship skills as well. And it's always fun to get involved with food as much as possible. Um, <clears throat> so Detroit Food Academy has been going since 2011 as an after-school program and a summer program. Um, and the kids kept coming up with really amazing products to sell at uh, Eastern Market during uh, on Saturdays and even Tuesdays during the summer months. So um, we decided to, a couple years ago, develop one of their products, Mitten Bites, which are a little granola bar. Uh, we developed it up to being at store level, and uh, so not only sold at Eastern Market by the students, but we're now at Eastern Market, all local Westbourne markets, uh, Detroit Metro Airport, and a bunch of local hotels and coffee shops. And, um, that is now the main flagship product of what Small Batch is. So Small Batch is our program within DFA that allows us to hire our youth. We have a starting wage of $12.50 an hour for the students to work in production, working at markets, at demos. Um, and we always want the experience to be worth it for them. So the high uh, wage at a starting, you know, at most food industries, it wouldn't be that much. but. We really focus half of their time on developing different culinary skills, um, <clears throat> like serve safe management, so different transferable skills to other things they'd want to do after school. And uh, the ultimate goal of Small Batch is to supply those jobs. We want really meaningful jobs, um, really earned money uh, by these students, but we also would love to become profitable and be able to donate those profits, 100% of them, to DFA to help it sustain and be able to keep going for generations to come in Detroit. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so with Mitten Bites, uh, I know that was our first conversation. That's how we found you guys. Um, so how does it work? Like how it, it, these are like after school um, sessions where they come together and do they are, are they also involved in like making the product and packaging it or it's just the making the product? Just the culinary part of it and somebody else takes care of the packaging another npo perhaps uh yeah yeah we actually do uh, most stuff in-house so i have a uh solid group of five alumni since um we've been kind of doing this stuff for the past couple of years i've already had a few that have graduated and some from the original class back in 2011 that have come back on and uh taken on some really good management roles um and have shown really great leadership. Um, <clears throat> but they do the brunt of all of the making and packaging um, because we've always been in shared commercial kitchen space. We have to you know, work within the hours that we're given. So um, we rely a lot on the alumni to do a lot of the making of the product. And then 
I have a group of seven current high school students that are, um, they work some, a little bit, a few of them work in the production space on Saturdays, and, but the good amount of time that they get paid outside of fellowship hours, which are those um, important trainings that we do, uh, their hours are at working at Eastern Market, and then we demo very, very heavily at Eastern Market, um, stores around in Detroit, uh, all the local Whole Foods, and even like Westbourne Market, Western Market, People's Co-op. So they get a lot of hours on that front of end kind of direct-to-customer interaction. Yeah. Um, we do a little bit of, now that we're starting to become, we're getting into our own space and stuff, we're getting... Uh, we're able to control how often we're in the kitchen, so we'll probably have a little bit more help in there too. Wow, so that's like a wide set of skill set that they gain through this, you know, not just culinary, but distribution, packaging, and demoing, and of course, customer-facing roles. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the demo service? I know it's not easy, and, 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 and I know a lot of people in you know different parts of the world have tried it, and you guys do it differently, so can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, yeah, we actually, um, we used to do the demo service for a bunch of other companies, but it was uh, it was pretty taxing on stuff. So we've shifted a lot of that focus on the demos being for Mitten Bites to help it grow, where they're still getting um, really good experience out there. Um, <clears throat> but demos are hands down what is helping us the most in our retail um, competition, because being a local product, paying so much, so much of our percentage goes into labor. Um, our cost is going to be a little bit more than your mainstay granola bars that are out there. Um, so demoing super important, and a lot of grocery stores are really, really open and receptive to that. Uh, the issue is so many small businesses. The the person running it is also the person doing the production, and the person running the marketing, and the person working the stands, and the person doing everything. Like the small business entrepreneur is doing so much for the business that it's so impractical for them to show up at stores during busy store hours <laughs> on a really consistent basis. Um, but for us, it is literally helping us achieve our other goal. So not only is it helping expand uh, the outreach of what Mitten Bites are, getting it into more people's hands and getting more people to taste it, but it's also instantly supplying those jobs to the students. And even though they're not the most glorious, not the most fun, I think you always take customer service with you everywhere and that our my students and alumni are already better at customer service than me. So it's, I think they'll be able to take that. And it, that's what we're trying to do with the fellowship too, is show them that this isn't like where your skills set needs to be used. You can use it in any field. And we'd yeah. love, we'd love to keep expanding those trainings to really meet exactly what they want to learn and stuff too down the line. Wow. Yeah, awesome. I would love to, because um, you talk about working with so many of those students, and you have the, the after school program and the summer program. But like, how if a, if there's student that's a wants to get involved with that, how do they go about doing that? Yeah. Uh, so currently, we just show up directly at the schools, and uh, so it's not like individually, like each student could just join, and we don't have like a community center. Um, we are trying to figure out down the line what it looks like of being in um, different shared spaces in different communities so that if there is fluctuation with the schools, like if there if there happens to be a closing or an administration turnover that hinders our ability to be in the school, we could at least be in different communities. Um, but that's a little bit more down the line. So, so far it's just whichever schools we're in, um, we're completely free optional after school program, just like going into a sport or something like that. Um, Again, 
it mm -hmm. might be different down the line because you never know how many of our schools will be around within the next year to two. So we might have to fluctuate into it being like, um, you know, different neighborhoods, but it's always, we're always trying to get into the schools where we know the students want us. So if it's just like a, if it's just, we've only heard of a teacher wanting us somewhere or just an administrator or just a parent, um, it's a, it doesn't carry as much weight as if like, a group of students is like, hey, we've seen what you're doing and we'd really love that at our school because we know <clears throat> it doesn't matter if all of us are geeked out about it. It doesn't matter if we have the administration, the school, all that, if the kids aren't showing up and even if the kids are showing up and they're not getting anything out of it, it's worthless. So uh, really being student driven, but then, yeah, it, we're going to have to be working on some stuff down the line just to be able to be um, able to work with those fluctuations in the school district. Yeah. And the stu uh, schools that you work with currently, did they all come to you from the student? Like, did the, the students come to you and ask for it? Yeah, it's been a lot of different fluctuations. So uh, we started at just Cody Rouge back in like 2011, um, which is a school on the west side. But um, it just fluctuates year to year. So uh, a lot of times, um, and which, which is even something that we're debating now, because a lot of our kids in the next year might be moving to a school out of the city. And we've always exclusively been strictly in the city of Detroit. So um, it's going to kind of test that for us because it is a group of students that might be going to a different school and that group really wants us to be there. Um, <clears throat> so that's what happens a lot is a lot of times it's like students that transfer to different schools um, or along with like a student and our uh, facilitator that happened to be at that school both go to like a new school district and there's a lot of buzz around it. It usually helps and a lot of times we'll show up to a lot of schools that show interest and we'll do like a field day of uh, like having a table and information set up, getting people's info um, and just seeing if like, if it actually is a draw for the students. Okay. Wonderful. And the ones that have passed out of this program, do they continue to stay in the culinary world or have they tried to use their skills into other fields? Um, uh, a good amount are still working around places in Detroit. My alumni group. So, um, my biggest group of students is about to become alumni. Um, <laughs> the majority of all of them, uh, all my high school ones are graduating, all of them are seniors. Um, but out of my alumni right now, um, one is in culinary school, and then one of our alumni that works with the after school program is in culinary school. Then I have a few that are planning on it after um, graduation, but I also have an alumni that's at nursing school, um, a senior that just got accepted to MSU and one that ex got accepted to U of M. So we'll see where they want to go with those. Um, so yeah, it, I, I, that's what my hope is. Like even this weekend, we're doing a training with a fellowship um, and I'm going to be t training them all about nutrition and we're going to do a few like recipes and stuff like that. But uh, a big portion of it is going to be showing them where they could take these type of skills and go into even um, like health psychology or like merchandising or just little things where it's like you can learn skills through food and through customer service and through the trainings that we'll do and you don't have to go to culinary school. But we're also starting to work with a lot of um, like with Schoolcraft and a lot of other local uh, colleges and universities to try to offer scholarships and um, different opportunities for the students too. Yeah, or maybe work for a local and sustainable company like Grubbable someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's something too is even showing like because a lot of a lot of my students are super talented in art, so like showing them that like you could use the skills that you see here and work in either some type of marketing or if they're really good at writing, getting into that too. So like really opening up those uh, that pipeline so that they know. I feel like a lot of students get put on like, oh, you are going to college. You figure what out what you're doing and you stick on that path and. Mm -hmm. 
you don't get that much autonomy at that age. And we're trying to be like, hey, you can go to college if you want, or you can take a gap year, but we're going to be here and we're going to try to help you get whatever skills you, I mean, we're going to give teach skills that help us out directly to make small batch grow and stuff too, but we want to evolve it into teaching them very specific skills and stuff too that they want to learn that they think will help them too. Wow. Yeah. I know you talked about too, you know, you've been around for several years now and you guys are growing. You talked about that you are in a new location, new venue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are doing the construction work on it right now. Um, but we had previously for the past uh, three years been making the mitten bites out of a small shared kitchen in Southwest Michigan. Um, for a while we we're up at forgotten harvest it, in right, right outside of Detroit in Oak park. Um, but we just knew because of a couple different closings and how large we were starting to get as a, as a little entity. Um, and with these other organizations that we work with, um, we really wanted to move right back into like the center of the city as much as possible. Um, especially since we have a lot of kids from East and West and Southwest from in the city that work with us. So, uh, we've been looking around and we, uh, are officially moving into a small, uh, produce and like local food grocery store in the new center area in Detroit and it's called peaches and greens. Um, so we're already, we got all of our stuff like crammed into their space. They've been super open and amazing to us. Um, letting us kind of like revamp their whole back area and stuff. But I think it'll be really great if we're able to completely mesh ourselves into that neighborhood. Um, we'd love to start doing, um, you know, some like free like barbecue and free giveaway things and stuff to really, feel at home there because um not only do we already have students that live somewhere in the area and um in detroit in general but we would love to you know make that maybe one of our community spots down the line or start getting involved with schools around the area so like kids in that neighborhood could be working with us someday and being in dfa someday so um yeah we're doing the construction right now hopefully by like mid-may we're fully up and functioning in it and it's gonna be great too because it's us a um, healthy food access company, a fresh juice company, and an artisan jam company. Yeah. And all of us are um, kind of dedicated to hiring our alumni, our youth and alumni, as workers for it. So, like, the whole building is going to contribute to that workforce development for Detroit. Wow. Uh, you brought up the artisanal jam company. Were you referring to Slow Jams? Yeah, yep. So, how does Slow Jams come into a small batch? Detroit. Yeah, uh, Slow Jams is um, one of our absolute favorite partners we've had ever since the beginning. Um, Shannon, the owner, has she's helped out our organization in a lot of ways, but she's been a great mentor for our students. Um, a lot of times in the summer, we uh, get a pool of like really amazing local chefs and food business owners to be mentors to the kids, and she's been a really consistent one with ours. Um, and then we had the privilege of sharing a kitchen with them uh, up at Forgotten Harvest for the last year. And over that time we started, um, she started hiring a lot of our alumni to work. And then we started working with, um, with them to start using their jams as some of the flavors of our granola bars. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of, lot of crossover just kept happening. Um, so then now we're moving into that new space and it's going to be able to at least give us a few full-time positions for our alumni, but open up, a lot more opportunity of um, students seeing not only how like one small business interacts because like each small business is going to be different. They're going to see all these small businesses interacting with one another, which is also kind of rare and going to be clumsy and mm -hmm. gonna learn from our mistakes along that way. But I think it'll be um, a really cool partnership with them. And yeah. so just 
it's the best best jam out there too. So it's really really fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, they're actually on our suppliers list on the Grubbable app. Um, so, you know, at Grubbable, we are all about local and sustainable, as in staying local, locally sourced, uh, locally made. And I know you guys are trying to be the same, right? Like when you go to Mitten Bites, you see you've used Michigan honey, Michigan apples. Um, so is it easy to be local and do you try to stay as local and locally sourced and sustainable with your products as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, so even apart, so with Mitten Bites, uh, definitely for us, it's super easy with Mitten Bites because we just piggyback off of Slow Jams and they use all Michigan fruit. So um, <laughs> got to credit them on that one. But uh, the Michigan honey has been really amazing too. There are some really great farmers in the state that are really, really open to finding people that are using their product for good. Um, and just, uh, I think they have to go through so many routes and like, like, just off the beaten path, like farms, farms and stuff like that. So it's like, um, they're very open to working with you. And I found a couple different amazing companies to source honey from where they make sure they're getting it from bees in Michigan. They know the flowers that they're mainly on, um, which has been really, really great. And then, yeah, we piggyback off slow jams a bunch, but we also do have another company that we run during the summer to give students even more hours. It's called the Detroit pop shop. Shop, so, yeah. Yep, yeah, you'll see us at Eastern Market all throughout the summer, but then we do tons of different catering events. We love to team up with, you know, hospitals, um, different organizations that um, just want to offer either free popsicles or uh, for sale popsicles. And with all of those, we use all Michigan fruit, Michigan sugar, um, and then we even do some like Michigan themed ones. So it goes off the healthy path a little bit, but we do like a Fago popsicle and a Verner's popsicle. Um, but even with our popsicles, we try to do um, really simplistic, not adding tons of like preservatives or anything like that. And then it's a really, really fun project for the students to get even more hours working on during the summer. I remember um, Detroit Pop Shop was one time an option for with Uber. I think it was last year, right? Uh, it would have been like two years ago. We, we, oh, it was two years ago now. Yeah, but I remember yeah. that because I ordered them and they were delicious. Yeah, yeah we um, are a really good friend of our organization owned it a couple of years ago. And when she was moving out of the state, she was like, Hey, I'm either gonna get you know sell this thing in different pieces, but I would love for you guys to use it and like have it be an opportunity for the students to learn things and do stuff. So we took over last year, um, and it's been a, a really cool little added on thing for our summers. Nice! Wow, sounds like so much fun. I should stop by this summer for those. Yeah, yeah, we'll be at Eastern Market a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we've talked shop all this while, so let's talk about some fun stuff. Uh, so um, before we get to the binge watching and all the TV stuff that we usually talk about on this video cast, uh, I wanna talk to you about um, how, um, you know, I want everyone listening to this to know that we are partnered and they can continue to find more stories about uh, Small Badge or Detroit Food Academy on our blog. Uh, we can even put up the link here and there'll be more coming. Uh, in fact, we would, uh, with the new launch that Grubbable is planning sometime in summer with the new product, we would really like to make Mitten Bites even more accessible to almost everyone out there and get more of those, you know, Michigan farmers uh, that you were talking about, the bee farmers to, uh, you know, the local produce, meat, everything um, on the Grubbable marketplace, making it even more accessible. But I uh, just want to put it out there to see, uh, to let everyone know that this is a continued association and that we want to continue working with Small Batch Detroit and make sure that uh, more people are aware of your wonderful story and how well you're doing and all 
all the good stuff that you're doing with these kids. It's so inspiring and more people need to know the story. So yeah, yeah, sure. we'll put the link up uh, on the video or in the description. Cool. All right, so for the fun stuff. So we always end this um, chat show with some binge watching trivia because most of us are always watching something uh, on TV or on Netflix or HBO. So what are you currently hooked on to? Uh, well, I uh, was late to the game on Game of Thrones. So I watched all those seasons and now I'm in that limbo phase waiting for July. Um, but for me, it came at a perfect time because I'm also a random huge NBA nerd. So it's like the playoffs are going on. So yeah. it, it, I think the universe was working out. It gave me that little break so I could I could enjoy both in a year. Oh, that's actually good that you watched them all this year, just in time for the last oh. season. Oh, no. Yeah, otherwise the rest of us, we have to rewatch it every year for the new season. <laughs> I, might, I might just do it again anyways. It was, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? What are you watching these days? Yeah, I haven't gone in the Game of Thrones bandwagon yet, but obviously I need to do that. So, um, But otherwise, I started watching um, on Hulu. I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's available elsewhere, but it's called Dimension 404, I think, or it's uh, or 414. It's it's kind of like Black Mirror on Netflix, which are, each episode's different. Yeah. And it's a little, like, sci-fi-y, but, like, Black Mirror on Netflix is kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> so this one isn't as scary. This is more, like, goofy. Ooh. It. It's pretty fun. I like it. And the episodes aren't quite as long. Ah, so, but, interesting. Yeah. I don't have Hulu, so let's look that up. I don't know if it's just on Hulu or not. I have to, I have to check. Okay. But, and I'm so glad... Silicon Valley is back because that's my go-to. <laughs> I love it. I love to watch all these HBO shows until Game of Thrones comes out every year. And Game of Thrones keeps you busy for three months. Maybe not so much this year. Uh, this last season, um, they're saying is just going to be six or seven episodes long. So it's going to be a shorter season. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to give up on Game of Thrones just yet. Uh, not ready to say goodbye. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Silicon Valley, uh, love that show. So much to learn from. Yeah, um, I'd love to be like on their product team or something someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, Jacob, just so you know, we are going to convert these videos into podcasts as well, and they're going to be on iTunes soon. So when we do that, um, you'll get a copy of it. And you'll cool. get the video as well. Perfect. Sounds great. Awesome. So that was